0: Hi, interdimensional listeners. Quick content warning for teen alcohol use in this episode. Thanks for listening. So, it's that same... Sunny day, getting later in the day now, and the five of us are at the Quantum Slice booth at the Invention Fair, and Phantom asked if they had carrot pizza. Yes. <laughs> the pizza person says, uh, yeah, I can make that for you. But Are you ordering a whole pizza or a slice? Or, or does someone pipe up and say, wait, can you only put that on half the pizza?
1: Yeah, can we get, like, a half without
0: carrots? Do you want a whole carrot pizza? Like, I can assemble it so it's only on part of the pizza.
1: Yeah, part of the pizza would be fine.
2: Wait, but could you use fake cheese for the entire pizza? Because I can't. Or can you
0: put it only on half and not the other half? Do they have vegan cheese in a steampunk dimension? What is vegan cheese made out of? That's a great question. Is fake cheese, like, a... A soybean type of thing? Is that... I don't... I really don't know what it is. I'm just trying to think about, like, what their fake cheese would be like.
1: Are we talking for vegan purposes or for lactose intolerance purposes? Because that's different.
2: Well, Phantom is both, so...
1: (laughs) So, some cheeses don't have lactose, but they're still made from either a goat or a cow. So, vegan cheese itself... I don't know.
2: I'm... Vegan cheeses can be made from a variety of nuts, most commonly cashews, almonds, and macadamias.
0: Yeah, I think uh, a vegan cheese is possible here. But uh, I think also anyone who isn't vegan would notice that it's not cheese. Yeah, so I guess the pizza person goes ahead and assembles a, a pizza with half nut cheese.
3: That sounds terrible. I hate that phrase.
0: so uh you can see that the 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 pizza person just goes to the back and but you can see because it's outside in a tent that they are just like they have rolled out dough they're spreading a sauce over it and uh then tossing on the two different types of cheeses and toppings and firing it in the terracotta oven i think is what i said like a you know like a hand-built pizza oven that doesn't look out of place in in a steampunk-powered place because it's just a wood-fired grill or whatever pizza oven.
1: All the pizza fans are going to guess what are inaccuracies. Remember, y'all, it's a fantasy podcast. Are woods different than your wood?
0: Yes, and this is a different dimension, so who knows what is actually accurate here. And there is no such thing as real steampunk, so whatever we say goes, and... It's about the aesthetic more than anything else, and uh, your pizza is served.
4: Yeah, let's get a table.
0: I think Mystic is adventurous, and she takes a slice of the of Phantom side of the of the pizza to try it.
3: I think Quint does too.
0: You know, no one quite makes what they do back at home, though.
2: Maybe I should give it a try.
3: You want to learn how to make a pizza?
2: I mean, it'd be nice. I I at least remember the recipe from home.
3: Can you cook?
2: I can cook. I, I cooked a lot when I was home, and I cooked a lot on my adventures. You don't really have a lot of options, otherwise.
0: Do I do? Do I not seem like I can cook? Wait, where where are you cooking though? I get like you could steal food if you wanted, but I don't get how you like steal time in a kitchen.
2: Well, it wouldn't always be like. Well, first of all, you can break into kitchens after they're closed. Secondly. Uh Not every place has such strict lockdown. There are plenty of dimensions where you can find a place to cook, or people allow you into their homes, or you can make a makeshift like fire. And you, there's ways to do it that don't involve just breaking into a place. Although I have broken into places to use kitchens.
0: At that, I think Cypress sits down at our table. He's got his own slice of pizza that he also ordered, it's separate from ours. And he's like, "Wow, you are even more interesting than I thought your group was going to be."
3: Yeah, we get that a lot. So, does anyone else think
4: this is probably it? And rest of our mission is what is it? Shore leave. Uh, we are not currently ashore, so no.
3: And the mention leave doesn't sound quite as fun.
4: We're kind of working in a new vocabulary here.
3: Okay, I just had a terrifying
1: idea, thought, Intrusive thing in my brain. So when we travel through universes, are we like in the sea of universes? Can we get lost? Can we not make it true? Can we like be stuck? Is that a thing that can happen?
3: I feel like that might be an answer you don't actually want to hear.
1: Great. Great, thank you once again, Quint, for bringing me on. This is great; definitely making a difference here. Angry? Do we have a pizza yet? Angrily eats pizza, like just shoves it in her mouth. And we haven't gotten lost yet.
2: I mean, the chances of it happening are pretty low. Oh, sure. You haven't gotten lost yet,
0: but what's that threat? Right?
3: Well, I-, I guess there was that place with the with the silver pools and the weird trees. That was kind of lost.
0: Yeah, I wasn't like between dimensions but it also was, it was definitely not a normal... Was that between dimensions?
1: Oh god, this is so scary.
4: I, I, I feel like a Thermite shares a look with Sponto. Like, oh shit.
2: <laughs> there was that dimension where a uh, Major Hero in the West came from. That was kind of in a weird location, but I've also... I mean, sometimes things happen. DNA is not a perfect device, especially previously. But uh the way it is now, it is nearly impossible to get lost. Unless something horrible happens, you have to account for the margin of error. But I'm sure it's fine. And there's nothing to worry about.
1: Keeps eating pizza, terrified.
0: You know, Phantom, besides that time where we were in the library and there was the silver goo, is the ENA the only method of dimensional travel that you've tried? Well,
2: yes. I really, I mean, there were other ways, but me and uh, Ali, uh, we didn't want to risk something happening, especially, well, it was safer to use the ENA. While there are other methods, I've never really had much experience
0: with them. Us, have you met people that have used other ways? Oh, sure. I
2: mean, I've met a, a few. It's not well. It really depends because, like me and Ollie, we didn't really interact with people all that often when we were traveling. So it's possible that we met people that were also travelers, that dr- drifters that we just didn't know about. But I've I, I have encountered at least a couple.
3: There was um, Kat's brother? That didn't look like an ENA drift.
2: No, I'm sure Transition had her own
0: methods that she handed off to her children? Or they stole from her. And then we already know about magic used to travel dimensions. It's not something I would use as a first choice, but...
3: And then schlorping, and then... (sighs) I hate
1: that word and i do not want to know what it means
0: it feels worse than it sounds i'll say that
3: but it's also the word that feels the most right for what happened
1: that's not reassuring you know what ground beetle on slurping you are not allowed to slurp me i don't want to see slurping near me no slurping this is a no slurping sound we do not slurp here friends do not slurp friends
0: I think, uh, think Cypress says, no, really, what is slurping?
4: Oh, God, why? Thermite's eyes are just glazed over and she's staring into the middle distance.
0: I don't know, I'm learning lots of new things from uh, you folks, he says. Is this
1: against, like, a prime directive or something, us talking in front of, her- of you?
3: Technically, we don't have one. Should we have one?
2: I suppose there's no rules against Sharing this information, I just I don't think it's a good idea to share it on a more larger level because people will react differently to the information that you can travel interdimensionally than others.
0: But hey, I I'd argue I figured it out. So you guys didn't tell me anything at first. Yeah, actually, I was
4: meaning to ask you, uh, Cypress. You said you weren't here to, like, invent something, right? Yeah. So, like, are you just here to look around? Like,
0: No, I'm part of the show tonight, actually. Uh, and he looks down at his pocket watch because this is a steampunk dimension. You know, there's going to be the opening remarks starting soon, actually, and I, I do need to get to my queue. Should we go see the show? I think uh, you might be interested in it. And he looks at uh, Espanto. Martina's going to be making an appearance.
1: I have the mask. I have an outfit. It should be fine. And just in case the pizza is not the reason we're here, we should stick around, right? She looks immediately to, to termite for, for reassurance, right? That's, that's what we should do.
4: Yeah. I think that's a safe call.
1: Okay. So eat up and then we'll go. Get in line? Do we need tickets? Do we have money?
0: Well, it's outside, but do you have money? I saw that you used some other kind of currency to pay for the pizza.
3: The Quint? We don't have money, but if we need to pay for something, I think I have it covered.
0: Out of character, I think the pizza guy accepted a credit card from Quint. Nice. (laughs) Because you got him to admit he was from a different dimension, but that probably will not work anywhere else.
3: <laughs> good good to know that visa is interdimensional.
0: And yeah, and uh Cyprus was kind enough to pay for the at costume change earlier. <laughs> so
3: So the answer is definitely maybe? Couldn't we we'll pull out like a ring with a with a, some kind of stone on it? I have this, which is probably worth something, but probably more than you know, a round of drinks.
0: Cyprus takes a good look of it. Yeah, I think that will me uh, you can use that to barter. I'm sure of it. And so I think uh the group heads off to what Cyprus says is the main stage. There's like a, uh, I guess like a, what what uh those of you, I mean, as everyone's from Rancho Paseo, those of you from more urban Rancho Paseos would recognize as like a like a big park, like a Almost like a, I don't know if Rancho Pesceo or they have these in California, but like, you know, like a, a city hall type park, like it's something like near uh the center of town and it's a big, normally green space right now. I don't know if you would know if it's green or not, because there's just so many people you can't really see the ground. And in the middle of it is set up like with a huge, big outdoor stage, you know, like a, I'm thinking like a pavilion type thing that uh, I uh I think it's. It is a temporary setup, but you know obviously very sturdy because this is like a multi day um festival that this city is putting on, and I think Cyprus leads you there, and it's like, all right, that's the stage that the opening remarks are happening on. It's where uh Martina is being introduced, you know on the posters. she's the host of the event this year the m c and uh I'm gonna need to head off to get ready to do my thing. Are are you all going to be good here? What
3: is your thing?
0: Oh, th- I don't want to ruin the surprise. But you said
3: you weren't an inventor, right?
0: No, I'm not. Not not gifted that way, unfortunately.
3: All right, I guess if you want to surprise us.
0: He winks and walks away off towards the stage. Break a stock. What? Break a stock? What? Good luck. Okay, I got to go. Goodbye. <laughs> That's probably
1: a weasel thing. I'm pretty sure it's bad luck to say good luck.
0: Uh, Mystic says, you can just say break a leg, but I I think he... Why would you break someone's leg?
1: Oh, God. One of these. You say something you don't want to happen. So instead of saying good luck, because, the you know, things are always bound to go around. So you wish for something bad to happen. So something good happens instead.
2: Yeah, but you don't want your stocks to break either.
4: I have no idea what a stock is. I don't think I have stocks. I'm 17.
2: <laughs> no! <laughs> no stock! <laughs> like a coin
0: stock! I think your this conversation is cut off as the crowd begins to cheer. I think, Quint, do your dad's powers work on you?
3: They can definitely work on me, and I am very familiar with how it feels.
0: Yeah, so you feel something kind of familiar to that. It's not this. It's not the exact same, but it's familiar to you. Everyone else, you can feel kind of excited. You, you feel almost like more than just being in a crowd of people who are becoming very excited. You feel almost a little swept up in it.
2: This is a weird question. Can Phantom kind of also feel it because they have a uh, familiarity with it due to a past relationship?
0: Yeah. If you think that's that fandom can tell what's happening, I think. Yeah. And so it's not like overwhelming, but it's almost like something's whispering in the back of their mind. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if you were excited right now? And so the crowd is roaring up and on the stage uh, strides out. Uh, Someone wearing a blue handbow style in a similar shade of blue to the outfit that Quint is wearing. Uh, With a large top hat in a matching color to that outfit and a pair of spectacles with many extra lenses. And this is, as Quid can recognize, another self of his. Who is holding a uh, steampunk microphone? (laughs) You know, like a contraption that is got all these extra parts on it that uh, I'm sure any real audio nerds out in in the world would be able to tell is not necessary for acoustics and very much for uh, style. And um, also this person is uh, saying, good
3: evening, inventors. Good evening, performers, purveyors and honored guests. Good evening, one and all. For those of you who are yet to know me, my name is Quinine. For those of you that already do, I apologize. But I am not sorry. It is my duty today to welcome you all to this Invention Fair. It is my honor to welcome you to this spectacle of steam. And my privilege to introduce you to my mistress, your host for this event.
0: Martina Major! And they uh, bow and hand off the microphone as Martina Major herself appears. Uh, And the crowd is going wild. They love her. She is wearing what I have decided is a steampunk take on the Chino Poblana.
1: Hell yeah! That was just for for me. Me, (laughs) Fabi, and the crowd is cheering. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, if you're unfamiliar with what a chino poblana looks like, it's a um, it's like a traditional Mexican um, dress that has become kind of like a like it's part of like a s- symbolism for like Mexico itself. It's very um, it's very popular. It historically was only actually I think popular for a short period of time in Mexico, and it has experienced like a revival similar to hanbo from uh, Korea and. Martina's version is is um not typical um what I would think of as a typical Chino poblana in that it is steampunkified so it has a a very intricately embroidered uh white blouse that has threads of all different colors. And instead of uh just like a floral pattern like a traditional Chino poblana, it has like steampunk symbolism uh woven in. So it's got like gears and stuff as well. But it is still those bright colors. And I think it also has like uh long sleeves, which is not necessarily typical of this dress, but very fancy befitting uh Rancho Pastillo's most popular actress. And uh, it has that classic uh, red skirt part but done up to 11 where it has a uh, it also has a large embroidered bustle coming off the back with a train you can tell that this is a woman who is ready for a stage and she speaks into the microphone thank you to all of my adoring fans i am so excited to be hosting
1: this event showing off some of Rancho Pasillos' finest inventors, and inventors from all across the area. I want to personally thank you all for coming here. I am very excited to be seeing all of these people out here, and I can't wait to see what inventions are revealed in the showcase tomorrow.
0: And I think she she continues on to, um... List many of the amenities in the fair. Uh, she she talks about the the booths that uh, our group visited earlier in the day. As she's doing this, I think the sun is setting. Uh, she's talking about how there's going to be on this grand stage tomorrow more a- inventor presentations, including from some of the most prestigious up and coming uh, inventors to watch out for. And uh, she says. I would also love if any of my
1: fans could come visit me tomorrow in my autograph mood. And I would also love if you could come see my latest play, which is premiering. Clockwork Hearts is a passion project of mine, and I was able to collaborate on it with the writer. I am so excited for you all to meet the character I'm playing. This is super important to me, and it would mean the world if you could come and see it.
0: I think from watching her, uh, Espanto, you can tell that this is a woman who who is... Posturing in a way that uh, you recognize uh, a similar feeling that you get from how when you braced yourself to cut promos as La Osa. Uh while clearly um, Martina Major is a face and not a heel. Uh, she's someone who knows how to command a crowd and all of her uh, motions and the way she talks are very deliberate. Uh, you can tell that she is as much as you can tell from your own mannerisms. This is her game face.
1: I think I think uh Swanto has respect in this, because like this is the craft, this is the hustle. It's different craft, but it's at the end of the day, this is this is what we do, this is the job. And she's like I think she's legitimately enjoying this.
0: To the effect of that, I think also that like tugging in the back of your mind, asking you to be excited is, is not active. Martina doesn't actually need that. It's just something that was there at the at the very beginning with that and all of the announcements and all of her, her uh, talk at being excited about watching, um, the inventions, uh, the sun has gone down and lights have been turned on. And the, the stage dramatically being lit up as she gives her little, uh, hype presentation as she's the MC for this event and all of a sudden, you see sparks fly up into the sky from the back of the stage as what the team can recognize as magic sparks and explosions are going off in the sky. But the crowd is in awe as this is more of a fireworks display than a combat practice happening. And as this is going on, I think it's kind of like anyone who has been to Disney World will recognize this as you can see that there is a performer lifting into the sky with these as the first ones let up without you couldn't see the source of them but as this goes on you can see now that there is a dark figure lit from behind with uh, green wings almost shaped like dragonfly wings going up and shooting off these magic stars into the sky I guess we know what Cypress was doing And um, the event concludes and um, the crowd um, starts to disperse as people are off to pubs to celebrate the first night of the Invention Fair.
1: What's the drinking age here?
0: Well, that's a great question.
2: I turn to the first, it's just someone near us. Hey.
0: You stop like a woman in like a, you know, a short, um, short skirted corset outfit.
2: You know, I'm from a little farther away, and I just wanted to be sure, you know, before things got a little too wild, uh, what's
0: the drinking age here? Out of character, do we want it to be 18 or like... I don't
1: know if that's a line or a veil for anyone.
0: I don't
2: think we have... I don't think it... At least I don't remember it being one.
3: I don't remember one either.
2: I don't think it's a line... I feel like we brought it up before and that it wasn't. At least it doesn't seem to be one for any of us here.
0: Yeah, I think it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah I-, I think it's interesting either way. So I'm down for whatever the table and US the GM.
0: Yeah, and I think she says, what are you talking about? It's it's 18, like everywhere else. Yeah, of course, of course. Thanks.
1: Uh, so... I think she like gets close to, uh, to, she gets close to Phantom. So, how well does that cloak of yours work, or that power? Is it a cloak? I'm, I'm. Maybe it's me being rude, but I haven't really paid attention to your whole deal. Is it? (laughs) Do you have like a button, or is it like a jacket? Anyway, can you do more than one person?
2: I can, but I have to be holding you. I have to be touching you.
1: Oh, that's fine. I'm 18.
2: Although, do we
0: even have IDs? I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, we don't. We don't have ones from this dimension.
3: Just show your driver's license.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that will be normal. Uh, I don't think she brings her driver's license.
0: Your Rancho Vecchio driver's license that says Martina on it with your face. (laughs)
1: You know what? I'm getting carried away. She looked at the rest of her group. We should probably not sneak in and to a bar using Phantom's power and drink the night away. Yes? No? Maybe?
0: <laughs> at this point, Cypress comes back. Uh he's still wearing the outfit he was wearing before, but he has he's still wearing the wings that he was wearing during the performance. And now, as he approaches in, and you see him up close, you can see that the wings are actually made of the moat material, like the the type of like hard green magic that Mystic summons uh, when she makes the moat. And they're like kind of not folded, but like instead of pointing out to the sides, they're pointed down along his back as he walks up to your group.
4: Hey, Cypress.
0: Hey, so what did you think?
4: That was really cool.
0: It was so cool. I think uh, you could see that uh, Junie is a little starstruck and she's like, she looks excited, but also nervous to talk. And I think she says, oh, my God, that was so cool. Can I do you mind if I look at your wings? And Cypress is like, oh, yeah, of course. And uh, he turns and like raises one a little bit. You can see that he. As he does that, he kind of lifts his arm up, kind of to lift up the wings as well. And I think uh, he says, "Uh, they're safe to touch, at least I think safe for you to touch. And uh, yeah, Mystic kind of geeks out over them. She's like, can you? Uh, She like holds up a little ball of magic in her hand and she's like, could you show me how to do that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's talk. But first... It seems like you guys are up to something. Maybe. Mm, You know.
3: They want to go underage drinking.
1: Wow.
2: Come on, Clint.
1: Technically, not underage. I'm 18.
2: I'm almost 18. I'm 17.
1: Phantom has lived a life. I'm sure that counts. You're probably like 36 by now. There's like a multiplier.
4: I will be ready to carry as many of them as I need to.
1: <laughs> I think she looks at you, Termite, and then she smiles and like, don't promise me a good time. Anyways, are we doing this? Shut up, Esponto.
4: God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think I know a place that's a little lax with the rules, but uh, I think he says, you know, I think I... Anywhere could get you in, get us in if we used uh, your face.
1: Yeah, but won't that make a bigger deal? We'll be full of people and wanting autographs and stuff. Not that I mind, but if we want a drink, that might not be.
0: Yeah, let me show you my spot.
1: I'm just saying a more quiet place would probably be better for everyone.
0: Ah, uh, well, it's not exactly quiet, but great. <laughs> Yeah, I think he shows you off to like some some kind of like a locals joint type place. Like it's like a it's a pub. I have to I think that we're in the steampunk convention. We have to go to a bar that's like a pub, but it's like it's like crowded, but it's also not like maybe it's not crowded. It's not boisterous in the way that like the places that are like hip uh mm-hmm. are, but it's also definitely like full of excited people who are like, you know. It's celebration time. It's like a big festival in the city, and people are excited. And I, I think you managed to get in no problem uh, because they just let Cyprus in, and you find a booth with enough space for all six of us to sit. I think Mystic looks at Espanto and is like, "Do you know what to do? Like
1: at a bar?
0: You never legally gone to a bar, right? Like I."
1: I have family in Mexico. Yes, during the age 18, I've gone to a bar.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: And I will not say whether or not I've gone to a bar in the U.S. in front of <laughs> army people. I, well, are you narcs? Please tell me. Anyways, I want to go get the drinks because I don't have money, but I do have a, apparently a famous face, so
0: <laughs>
1: let me go see what I can do with that.
0: I, I think um, Cyprus offers to go with you and I walk with you to the bar.
3: I think
2: Quint's a
0: narc.
3: <laughs> I don't think Quint will tell anyone. He'll just glare at you disappointingly.
0: After uh, Espanto leaves and is like, these two narcs, uh, Juni's like, wait, but you two are in the bar with us. Are you going to report on yourselves? She says with a smile.
4: Okay, look, look, look at it like this. We're we're like the Coast Guard. You're not going to call us for anything other than superhero stuff.
3: Yeah, and I don't really want to deal with the paperwork.
4: I fully do not care. I'm not here to, like, be a cop or whatever.
2: That's good, because I I think when you travel with me, there would be a lot that you would... You know, some of us live a more...
3: Phantom's a
4: little thief. (laughs) Okay. I'm not saying you have a free pass to do whatever the hell you want.
2: No, but you're not going to tell Aegis, are you? Depends
3: on what you steal,
4: and from who. I cannot express to you how much I am not giving you carte blanche.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I only steal from people who deserve it. Most of the people I've stolen from were big corporations that were misusing the equipment that they had. It's not like I rob people on the streets i've
4: sure fine i don't care but like listen i'm
0: not a criminal okay there we go again with that one
3: t-shirts available at law of names (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
4: okay i i I don't arrest people like i take care of situations involving dangerous extra normal activity I don't have, like, handcuffs or anything. Like, I don't arrest people. Like, that's not what we do. Or not what I do.
2: Don't worry. Even if you don't like the idea that I steal, I promise
0: you. You probably won't ever know.
4: God damn it.
0: Oh, man. You really just know what to say, don't you, Phantom? Oh, my gosh.
4: See, um, Agent Phantom, if I may, I was not worried about literally anything until you started talking.
3: Yeah, that's pretty normal for Phantom.
2: I do have a problem with saying more than I need to, which is probably why I didn't really talk to people much before.
4: Like, I wasn't really gonna, like, keep an eye out on, like on you specifically until now?
2: <laughs> well, I would love to see you keep an eye on me when I'm invisible.
3: That isn't helping, Phantom.
0: (laughs) Fabi, do you want to roleplay getting the drinks, or do you want to just come back with a tray of drinks?
1: I figure I could use my move for it. My mild-mannered move for it. Unless Cypress wants to say something and uh, offer to buy drinks, I think she's just going to take the mask off and try to make eye contact with someone behind the bar and be like... Could we get like a round? But we're here not to be really we're here to de stress so if you couldn't say too much, but just like you know, uh around for me and and my crew. Um so I will roll that. Uh eight on a seven to nine, they buy your facade. Uh uh no, choose one. You're still under observation, you leave something incriminating behind, or you're forced to make a fool of yourself to sell it. Well, I think it's going to be the third one.
0: Ugh, I was I was waiting for you to read that option. Uh, yeah, so how, what does that look like?
1: Maybe the bartender asks her to start signing autographs.
0: I think the bartender is like, okay, Martina, but... After this week, you're going to let me put up a portrait of you with your signature.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, of course.
0: No, no, I think I think he I think he says, uh, I, yeah, I have a uh, I have one of those newfangled photography devices.
1: Oh, yeah, I've used those. I, I'm already doing the voice that I imagine I'm going to do for Martina, which is uh, for those fans. It's just BB voice. So I think she heard <laughs> it and she's regurgitating it back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I,
0: yeah, of course, I use those all the time for uh, promotion. All right, uh, do you want to take the photograph now, or do you want to wait a few drinks and do it? Uh, let's
1: wait a few drinks. You come catch me. I'll be over there. All right,
0: I'll be there. Be ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything you need. You know where we are. And what, what drinks do you order for the team? I think she literally says around because normally she would get like either some beers or or something. Uh She's probably just a beer drinker, but she doesn't know what they have here. So she's like,
0: oh, you know, why do we think that Martina is famous for getting? Because she obviously does not go to this bar. But if she, but what is there something that's like, oh, Martina loves uh
3: either
1: something like a whiskey sour or maybe
3: martinis. Because the name... I was thinking martini because of the name.
0: I think a 16-year-old's first drink being a rye martini is very funny. So that is what we will give to Judy Quint and we'll give to the whole table. And the bartender makes you uh, six uh, martinis. Thank you. Six martinis for Martina. And they wink. Thank
1: you. And I think she like grabs a tray and just puts them on there. And she's like, many people didn't know this, but I... I used to, I used to serve when I was a little bit younger, you know. And she, she sets them up on the tray and takes them. Nice. And yeah, she comes to the table and she doesn't ask if anyone wants one. She just puts one in front of everyone. If you don't like martinis, too bad. That's what we're getting for free. Apparently, it's what my other self likes to drink.
2: Can't more drink it?
0: Ah, uh, the famous uh, martini. She, yeah, she was in a, she was in a a magazine the other day promoting these. I think she got some kind of deal with the rye company, the rye distillery. Great.
1: Hi, I'm more of a beer girl, but sure. To my other self, I guess. She grabs one and kind of toasted, but like half-heartedly.
0: Cypress enthusiastically picks up the glass and Junie apprehensively picks up one. Ugh, how do people drink alcohol? It really depends on the alcohol you're drinking.
4: Thermite is just uh, crossing her arms, just sitting back, like not touching it. Uh, For
3: for once, uh, Thermite and Quint actually agree with something because Quint isn't touching his drink either. Come on, you're not going to drink with us?
2: Phantom takes Quint's drink and drinks it themselves. Do you down it or do you
0: just take sips from it?
3: Down the first drink and then sip the second.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs)
1: I think slowly, Martina pushes a uh, uh, termites drink in front of
4: her a little bit. Come on, you're not gonna drink with me, Esponto. I'm like made of fire. This this does this is not this does not go well. Oh,
2: would you explode?
4: Have you done it? No, I. Uh, so I tried it like. Last year, it was just some beer or something, but with, like, the taste, it made me, like, cough hard, and it just, flame just shot out. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I, yeah, no. Don't worry about it. You can have mine.
1: I, okay, sure. And she grabs it and leans forward and kisses the top of your head? I'm sure that should be fine. That doesn't have... I don't think I have enough alcohol in my lips. I don't think that's how it works. And she turns around and leaves and
4: sits down. I don't think I know how alcohol works.
0: Thermite, you, do you want to activate your share vulnerability move?
4: I, I would, but I don't see how this leads to the thing that I ask, because it's really intense for this conversation.
0: Espanto, would you like to comfort and support? Yeah, sure. My
1: mundane is great right now, so. That's a 12. Yeah. I am going to clear
4: and secure. Uh, I'm going to mark potential.
0: Are you opening up? Or was that opening up?
4: I, I think that was opening up. Yeah. Um, But I, I think she also kind of like after the fact. Uh, thanks. And kinda of like looking around making sure that the others aren't really paying too much attention. Hey, let's uh we should do something when we get back though. You know?
0: Yeah. We're in a booth. Everyone can't hear, I will say.
4: I I know, but like like but they could be, you know, doing other shit. Phantom's like chugging two drinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I imagine the setup for this is Phantom is all the way pushed in against the wall. Quint is on opposite of them. Uh, then Juni's in the middle. And then like maybe Thermite is across from her. And then Espanto and uh, is next to Thermite. And then Cypress is next to Juni.
1: Yeah. I, I think maybe like, do you tell me if I'm wrong, Olivia, Thermite gets close to to Espanto to talk over other people talking, to not talk too loudly.
0: Yeah do the bar, like, whisper in the ear thing.
4: Yeah, just just a quick, like, lean over, like, yeah, we should do something when we get back, though.
0: We should.
1: You you let me know what, what's best for you.
4: Yeah, 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 Let's, uh, let's get there first, though.
1: She takes a sip of your drink. I'm halfway there, I think.
2: You know, there are a lot of things you can do with alcohol. Most of them involve blowing things off, but I've I've used them sometimes. Don't? Yes?
1: Don't blow things up. I there's a on blowing things up. Phantom.
2: I would never blow anything up.
1: I don't think that's true. Ah! I- don't make me regret you giving you alcohol.
0: Phantom. I think we can do enough accidental explosions. We don't need any on purpose, and we can see that Junie's face is red. She's barely drinking, drank any of her drink, but it's red. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Junie.
1: Am I? Am I being a bad influence? Is this your first drink?
0: I'm 16. Yeah, it's my first drink.
3: Oh, that's adorable.
1: Yeah, I definitely didn't drink when I was 16. Of course not.
0: A Phantom
2: sobs again, Do You trust me not to blow things up, right?
3: No, absolutely not.
0: Bet your other self would be more fun. Which other self?
3: The one with all the spectacles? Yes. Hmm. Oh, uh, about that, by the way, quick question. So, you guys are probably feeling some kind of unreasonable excitement for something you don't understand. Uh, did you want me to counteract that next, or try to counteract that next time it happens? I normally don't like to use my powers
4: on you guys without consent. If you can, I think so. Yeah, sure. W- we should keep clear minds.
0: Okay, that's what that was. Aside
4: from the obvious right now, I guess.
0: You can always use your powers on me, Quint. It's
2: fine.
4: Did you know who did it? It felt a lot like
3: my dad's would feel. So maybe if Quint is working for your other self, maybe. hmm.
0: Oh yeah, that's Quinine. No wonder why they're such a good hype man. It was definitely them. Yeah, I think that's why Martina keeps them around. They're so mysterious. Mysterious, you say? Well, you know, Quinine will come on and and do things like introduce Martina, and they're a really good assistant to her. But like, Quinine doesn't has never performed on stage in like a play. Definitely like a behind the scenes showbiz kind of person.
2: I think that's another other self of yours that's cooler than you, Quinn.
3: I was kind of hoping they'd be boring.
2: Don't worry. No one can be as boring as you. I think she had to, like, pat him by the leg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, under the table?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
3: Phantom, do we need to cut you off already?
2: No, I'm fine. Look at me. Am I Don't I look good? I think you need
0: So, Phantom's already finished one whole alcoholic drink, right? Yes. <laughs>
3: I'm fine, I'm fine uh anyway, yeah uh, uh, n- next time I feel that happening, I'll see if I can push your feelings the other way.
4: We should figure out a place to stay tonight.
3: Yes does this place
1: have a place to stay tonight? Is this one of those is that am I thinking medieval ages instead of steampunk? uh she says uh, taking another drink
4: uh Cyprus yeah. Um, where could we get a place to stay for the night?
0: Yeah, so I gotta admit, I, mean, I can't foot you guys up, but I also, gotta be honest, kind of used all my cash up this morning to get you guys outfits, and I don't really have much else to help get a room, but there are inns everywhere and hotels, I mean.
4: If you just point us in the right direction, we can take care of it.
0: Yeah, there's one not far from here.
4: All right. Thank you very much. Sorry to put this strain on you.
0: It's kind of exciting. I never met another one of myself before. Me gestures at Juni. And at an invention fair, I didn't expect to meet people. I I expected to meet people from all over, but I didn't expect people to come from. All over? Actually, well. From (laughs) otherwhere. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) We have to name drop the podcast sometimes.
0: Uh, Yeah, he's like, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect to meet people from other where, you know, I, (laughs) 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 you know, I, uh, I'm not really an inventor and, you know, people aren't really magic's like around, but it's kind of like a doesn't have many practical uses. People are very much into things they can build for utility and. I help the ways I can, but it seems like you guys are up to something else entirely.
3: Well, hopefully, uh, we have found what we were looking for with the Strange Pizza Place, but I guess we'll see.
2: I, I don't think so. Maybe I'll work on the ENA tonight. I can, I can do some tech still. Phantom looks down at their
0: hands, I think I think juni says like didn't Agus say that it was like similar in like power levels to the robots entering the forest dimension like you really think that just like one person's e n a was enough for that
4: uh phantom, any opinion on that
2: i' do, I don't think so i mean the the power level of the robots versus the power level of the pizza place. You can see Phantoms like sh- moving their hands about their <laughs> drunk. And I don't think they're compromisable at all. I feel like there's something, there must be something bigger here. The, the pizza place is, it can travel the multiverse, but it would be more like if, if one of us traveled somewhere, the, the signal that it would make wouldn't really be the same as what the evil robot people could do. It's 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 that's more. The, the, what we do is much on uh, much smaller
0: scale. You can still pick it up, but I I don't think it's it's. it's- I mean, maybe Aegis doesn't know how to calibrate their stuff, and they can't sell.
3: Yeah, that's kind of assuming a lot of Aegis. Considering they got this technology. Well, are they
0: not-
2: to the advice I give them, I got you call me on. You call me on to help you all with. You
1: tell them, Phantom drinks.
2: To help to, for my advice and my expertise is it not being used? Should I go and tell whoever one's agents that they that they need to use what I have?
3: Yeah, Phantom. I would love to see you do that.
1: Yes, Phantom. They should respect you.
4: I respect you, Drinks.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
4: I can point you to the official complaint form.
2: Alright. Good. Anyways, I think it's something else. (laughs) Phantom
3: is a very odd drunk. I think after a couple
1: drinks, uh, Martina is a sleepy drunk, and she has, like, she's using uh, Termite's shoulder as a pillow. And uh, she's not snoring too much. She like wakes up and then then closes her eyes again.
0: I think Cypress has come back uh, in the meantime with like a round of beers um, and glasses of water for the people who aren't drinking and glasses of water for the people who are drinking.
1: Uh, Martina grabs a beer. (laughs)
0: Tantra grabs a beer unless someone
2: stops them.
0: I think Junie is still slowly drinking the same martini. She's like She can tell her face got red. She's touching her cheek and she's like, I I don't think I can get drunk because I don't know what happened to my magic. But this is so bad. No, it's fine. I still don't get why people like the... It tastes so bad. uh, Try a beer.
1: Also, Phantom, do you know any interdimensional drinking games? You have a beer. I have a beer. What do we want to do here? Do we do quarters?
2: Quarters? What is quarters?
1: I... You try to put a coin into my cup. If you do, I have to take a drink and vice versa.
2: Oh, I played a game like that for, yeah, let's go.
1: Okay. Uh, I think she grabs a like, random coin she has on her. Uh, Here, phantoms first.
2: I mean, we usually play with Vox. I mean, I play with Vox. I don't want really to carry money. Uh, what
1: Voxes?
2: I- Vox, Vox. You know, the the stones? They're everywhere
1: uh i rocks sorry my bad earring yes rocks
2: <laughs> now we wouldn't play with foxes i mean there are some games you can play with a fox but i wouldn't recommend it yeah
1: that feels even under my really state that seems like a bad idea uh anyway here you go first
2: so this is all pretty sweet foxes <laughs> Alright,
0: should I hold something for this game? <laughs> so are you like trying to toss your coin into each other's cups or yeah, what? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so sure. Phantom, are you drunk right now? Oh probably. Yeah. You're you're drunk. And and Espanto is probably also drunk now. This is how we bond. <laughs> this is how we bond together. <laughs> Should we roll? All right. So make an argument to me about what you think you should roll.
2: I think I should roll superior because I am assessing the situation of like what kind, like, cause fandom's really good at math. Like how much like the, like the, you know, like
0: the, I don't know math terms. Does that help your motor skills? The arc of the coin when you're tossing yeah, like, it? You know, like, yeah, stuff like that. You're looking really hard at at (laughs) Martina's.
2: Yes. (laughs) That is my my argument for why she was superior.
0: You're like, I'm going to roll my best stat. Nobody tell me anything else. uh and before you roll though espanto what do you what are you what's your strategy here or do you have no strategy and you're just
1: she has no strategy she's just going for it i'm sure some of them land some of them don't she's not worried
0: why don't you roll mundane so you also roll your best <laughs> let's see how well this goes oh an eight okay so Sure. but I'd say Espanto should win because you're drunk. But Espanto did roll better. Yeah, it's because I'm guilty. I forgot. That. <laughs> I think also
1: Espanto's more used to uh, drinking.
0: Yeah, I think so, right?
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so Espanto, you win the game.
1: <laughs> Duh-ha! Phantom, phantomy, phantom. I win. You finished your drink before I did.
0: <laughs> I think Judy lightly collapsed and Cypress is like, woo woo.
1: It's me, the superior, somewhat ethereal sounding superhero name when it comes to drinking beer in regards to beer drinking games. Me.
2: I will bow down to your recipes.
1: Hell yeah! I think she tries to, like,
0: ruffle your hair, but you're
1: too far away.
0: So she's just, like, stretching and moving her hand. Are you, like, leaning around Thermite to try to do that? <laughs>
1: I, I think she's leaning through Thermite.
0: Thermite, how do you react to this?
3: I I, I
4: need to step outside.
3: <laughs> While you guys are getting drunk, I think I'm going to go have a look around and see if I can find anything weird.
2: Mmm. Mmm. No fun.
3: Did you want to come with me, Thermite, or did you want to watch them get drunk?
4: I was just gonna step outside and have some water.
3: Uh, two sets of eyes might be better than one. Uh, yeah.
4: Um, hmm. Uh, Cypress, uh, do you want to watch over them, or do you want to come with us?
0: Yeah, sure. I'll come with you guys. All right. Cool.
3: Um, I would actually like to. Have a look around and see if I can find something weird. Maybe an assess roll?
0: Sure. Are you inside the bar or have you left it?
3: I'm going to actually exit the bar. Okay. That is a 10. It's a full hit.
0: What would you like to ask questions about?
3: Since I get to ask two questions, one of them is what is in the greatest danger and what here is the biggest threat?
0: Great questions.
3: What, what does this neighborhood look like uh, uh, once I'm outside?
0: Um, so I think it's kind of like normal Rancho Pissou in that it's not a you know, it's not a city of tall buildings. It's a it's a small California city of like, you know, strip malls and buildings that are only a few stories tall.
3: I'd like to get a, a better vantage point here.
0: What I was going to say is, though, that the the buildings, like, they're like the same size, but they look a little different because they are more like, you know, Victorian style houses and things like that. It looks much more old fashioned than um, Rancho Pasillo Prime. But anyway, you're going to get a higher vantage point.
3: Yep. Quint is going to summon some psychic swords and sort of drive them into the wall and then just kind of climb up until he gets to the, re- the the roof
0: i think as you do that Cypress is like that's not that's not necessary and he uh he summons his wings which look like him like kind of like stretching his arms behind him as he kind of does like a hand motion like juni does when she has the moat where fingers spread wide out um behind him and he offers thermite a lift as Quint is already up there
4: oh uh, i uh yeah Sure.
0: I think he as he do this. I think he wraps his arm around your back and uh, kind of like scoops you up. Uh, you can see you can. I think you can feel like a, a magic tingle on your back and I guess like the back of your legs as he scoops you up and, and lifts you up to the roof uh, and sets you down.
4: Wait, well, hmm. Th- thanks.
0: Yeah. No problem.
4: She's, like, a little red.
0: (laughs) It's dark out. Can we see that? Or, I mean, the audience can see it, obviously. The audience can
4: see it, but she does have a, still has the the mask on. (laughs) So, you know, just kind of, like, you know, turns away a bit, like, walks over to the edge of the roof, like, oh, let's see what we can see. Let's, you know, let's look somewhere else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so what is in the greatest danger? There's a lot of extra people here. The city has a lot of visitors the greatest danger is that there's a gonna, there's people in a high density and people can get hurt when they're close together and dangerous inventions, prototypes are being shown everywhere and maybe some of them will malfunction. I think the biggest threat is the city is full of unknown and not fully developed inventions right now.
3: Awesome. So do do I get this by seeing an invention mishap some, uh, while I'm looking around so just see something kind of explode a little bit
0: I think yeah maybe you you hear you hear something go off and maybe you see a puff of smoke rising from a, a window across the street or something like it's not there's nothing specific that you can feel right now but there's just a lot going on in the city and I think that like tonight you can't tell anything more specific
3: got it so to, to thermite. So it looks like some of these inventions might be a little bit more combustible than than originally intended. Mm-hmm. I think, so I guess tomorrow we might be doing crowd control, and hopefully that's all we have to do.
4: Do you think it's possible that one of the inventions or one of the inventors happened upon some kind of rudimentary ENA and is causing the stress from within rather than without.
3: Quinn is going to look impressed at Thermite and, you know, I actually had not considered that. That would make a lot of sense. So I guess we're going to a fair.
4: All right.
0: I think also I will, I will give us something else in that. I think that also there was that explosion, but there's something else where you feel like, a kind of a weird vibration for just like a minute, uh, and I think you can feel it on the top of this roof, but you can't tell what's coming from. But I think back in the bar, Espanto has a weird feeling, just for like a minute. No, oh,
1: I think I, I think I drank too much. Oh, is this indigestion? We should have that pizza, maybe. uh oh, something weird.
0: And then it passes.
1: No, I'm good. Huh. And you just go <laughs> just, just feel normal drunk again. She grabs her beer and tentatively sips. She's like, huh. Well, that was weird. Junie is like, are you okay? I don't know. I felt like a weird feeling
2: over me.
3: And now I don't.
2: Can you describe the feeling?
3: I, I don't know. Bad
1: feeling. I, so I've had these Not these. Mm. She, like, tries to compose herself, drink some water for the first time. So, you know, y'all know my deal, right? I can see ghosts. She makes air quotes.
2: Yeah, we haven't really talked about that. What kind of ghosts can you see?
1: Uh, They're projections, and they're different every time. And I was told it had something to do with different dimensions, and that's why I'm here. This wasn't that, but it felt in the same ballpark. Something's happening somewhere. I don't know. Can I try to tune in to that feeling that I felt?
0: Yeah, you could do it. They, you know, extend your senses part of Unleash Your Powers. No, I, th-
1: I think I will do that. But I think she like drinks water and slaps her face a little bit. And you see her go like kind of into game phase. And, uh, I'm gonna switch my Freak and my Mundane again, using my mask rule, uh, mask power thingy. So, my Freak is two now, my Mundane is zero. And I will try to unleash my powers. That's
0: a nine. Alright, are you gonna mark a condition, or is this unstable or temporary?
1: Yeah, I think it's unstable or temporary, because I don't think any of the conditions make sense.
0: Would it be okay if you accidentally enter your ghost form? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, you know, you're sitting in a bar, and you turn into your purple, spectry, dark smoke, scary, ghost face form, and while that feeling went away, you can... since what direction it came from now,
1: okay, I know where this. Come on, and not even thinking, she just like because I know we say we were by the, the wall, I think she just faces through it.
0: Sponta, wait, wait a second.
1: I uh, I think she like realizes that and like pokes her head back out.
0: <laughs> um. I was like ready to teleport to the other side of that wall to follow you. To be honest, I wasn't sure you're going to realize what you're doing.
1: You can just leave and meet me outside. I think, I think I have a beat on it, but I don't know for how long.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Phantom. You ready to go? <laughs> what do you look like?
2: <laughs>
0: what? Phantom <laughs> just kind of like slumped
2: over the table right now. Yeah, I can- I can go! Uh... Watch. Oh no. Watch. Lifts up the table, floats over, sets the table back down. Alright. I got it out of my way.
0: Hmm. Uh... We can't leave the bar with this table, not here.
2: It's- Do you
0: want me to put it back? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And Junie like climbs up and scrambles out of the way. I think
1: it's fun to pull her head out of the wall and looks up and around, see if she sees any inkling or image or hears uh,
0: Quint and and Termite. They're on top of a roof, so I don't think you can see them from this angle.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but we have the communicators. I <laughs> will remind everybody. I think. I think Junie's not. She's, like, tipsy, but I don't think she's drunk. And I think she she pings uh, Quentin Sponto and says, Hey, um, Sponto's feeling something weird, so we're going to follow her.
1: Yeah, we're just outside. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. Uh, I think it has to do with dimension-y stuff, maybe.
3: All
4: right. We'll be there in a second. Roger, roger.
0: Wait, are are we going to get in trouble if we leave the bar at the front door and you... Didn't you say you had to take a picture from them? We... One, I didn't
1: say that. Martina said that. Martina will get in trouble.
2: That's right.
1: I don't live here.
2: Leave it. Leave it for your other self to take care of. You're learning the rules.
0: (laughs) Should we sneak out? Looks at Phantom. But do you want me to carry you, Judy?
2: If you two
1: need to stay in the bar, you can stay and wait for us. I don't want to leave here i I want to look at that.
0: Phantom picks up of Mystic and turns invisible. I think I think uh Judy whispers, we'll be fine. Just go <laughs> uh yeah, so uh roof team, what are you doing?
3: Oh, we should head back yeah. Go head back down.
0: Uh, Are you going to climb down the psychic weapons or?
3: Yep. Casually just walk down these glowing bluish purple swords on the wall.
0: And and Cypress offers his hand and is like, want another lift?
4: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And again, he he picks you up using his magic to make it easy on him and flies down to the ground.
4: I got to pick up a flying power someday. I don't know. Get a jetpack or something. Oh my fucking god!
0: I highly recommend it. Cypress says. Now all of you see my master plan to teach Junie to fly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we, we
3: we we should go. We should go. So we're going uh ghost hunting. Yep. yep.
2: I think it was outside Phantom Force uh Mystic down, but I think stays invisible. Uh,
3: should
1: we put like? I don't want to say a leash on Phantom, but Phantom, can you make sure you don't stray? Do you need to hold my hand?
2: No, I'd rather hold someone else's hands.
1: Wow, okay. She says and turns around. Fine, drinking buddy. I see how... Anyway, this is not important. Uh, Is everyone here? Yep. Okay. I'm just going to go. Y'all can... I'll keep you all informed as we go. I'm gonna trick the fastest route there, uh, so she starts running slash floating through buildings.
3: Nice
0: <laughs> through buildings, right? Uh, yeah, that's happening. You're running through buildings. Uh, I think Cypress sees this and is like, "You want to learn on the go?" To Junie. And she's like, what? And he grabs her and they fly off, uh, following Espanto. What is everyone else doing? You want me to carry you? Phantom says to
2: Quint and looks over at Theravite. I could carry you both.
4: I've had enough being carried, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll run. I can run. <laughs> Are you sure you're not too drunk to
3: float?
2: I'm fine. Don't you trust me?
3: Um, why don't I hoof it with Thermite?
0: I'll just follow the two of you then. All right, you run through the streets. I think, Espanto, uh, you, uh, you're running. You're making record time because you're just going through buildings. Do you think people see you as you run through them? There's a lot of people in town. You're, you're not invisible, right?
1: I'm not invisible, but I do look like it's not like a purple person running through. It's like kind of wispy ghost just running through and going through everything. So maybe people think there's an apparition, but like, because I'm going through buildings, it's not like they can follow me. It's like, Oh, Oh, if they see me, it's like, Oh, what did we see? Did we see something Did I, cause uh, I think it, you know, she's just going. So it's like, Did I see that? Did I imagine that? Was there like a trick of the light? And I think uh, she's. Whenever she like turns or or moves a different direction, she communicates in the in the. uh, I wasn't say intercom. That's not the right word.
3: Communicator.
0: Yeah. Nice. Which I guess you are carefully making sure that you don't lose as you uh, go intangible. And bring it and make it intangible yourself, uh, itself, or whatever, as you bring it along. Yeah. Yeah, so as you're running, you end up in, so I described the, the big stage in like the built in like the park in the center of town. I think you end up in that area not too far away. There is like, I guess there's like a big... I don't know if it's like a warehouse or like a garage or anything, but there's a big structure and you, you know, run through the wall and you see this, this large device, you know, the first day at the invention fair, we were walking around like smaller booths that had like, you know, kind of practical inventions. And we were mostly looking at the vendor side of things, which is, you know, mostly people who are like established and have like, you know their own little storefronts and stuff, but here is something huge. You know, it's like the size of like a car. Um, it's like a big device, and it it looks kind of weird because you expect it to look like a steampunk thing, but this doesn't really look like that. It's like much sleeker and smoother. It's it doesn't have like steam valves in it. It almost looks more like something you would imagine like. Alien tech to look like. It's this big thing. It's almost, it kind of reminds you of like, like server banks type of thing, like just a kind of big blocky thing. By looking at it, you can't tell what it, you can't tell what it, what it would be. You can make guesses, but you can't look at it and be like, that's a car, that's a coffee machine or whatever. It just looks like a big thing. And you can tell, you don't, you don't get anything from it now, but because you did your, unleash your powers. You can tell that this is where the feeling came from. It was It was this, this the spot that this thing is in. You guess that it's this thing because it's in this spot and it looks too big to easily move around.
1: I think she like pokes around and see if she can make heads or tails out of it.
0: Yeah, I think you walk around and you see like you see the on button. You know, like a, it has like a glass cover and you lift it up and then you you switch the lever and then you press the button like it's like there's an activation sequence you have to do on this thing
4: okay
1: i'm pretty sure i shouldn't mess with this uh i re- relay what i saw to everyone on the way
0: i think uh Cypress and-, and judy get there first they Land outside the building, uh, and I think th- the camera can see that uh, juni has made her own wings, but she's still holding Cypress's hand, and they, and so they land uh, and touch down outside the door. But uh, the rest of you come upon seeing the two of them outside.
2: What's going on?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure y'all are the right building. Why aren't you coming? In? Should I go open the door? And she goes to try to see if she can open the door.
0: Yeah, I think she can just open the door from the inside.
1: Uh, welcome to my humble abode, she says as she opens the door. And then giggles a little bit to herself. So I, I think I found the thing. I don't know what the thing is. Yeah, that's basically it.
0: You said it was like a big, just a big thing?
1: Uh, Yeah, come, let me show you. And she takes them to where the machine is. And here are the controllers, but I felt that messing with them would be a bad idea.
2: Fascinating. I need to, I need to know how it works.
1: Dad, I would wait till you're not, anyway, I do, do whatever you want to do, Phantom.
3: Does this tech look familiar to you at all, Phantom?
0: Does it look familiar to me? In the fact that you've seen so many different types of tech, but I think even you, just by looking at it, wouldn't know what it does.
2: I mean, it seems vaguely familiar, but I'm not, I'm not sure what it would do. That makes it more fun.
3: It doesn't look like this dimension's stuff. Hmm. Does this warehouse belong to anyone in particular? Is there like a, a, a logo on the outside of the building
0: What you notice on the inside is that there is labeling on the walls and on the spots on the floor that have indicated like almost like at an artist alley in a convention, it's labeled in sections so that people know where to put their you guess it's so that people know where to put their inventions for the fair, that these are like things that are demoed up to go on the main stage tomorrow. And so what you can tell is like, oh, this is just because. I think Quentin maybe is familiar with public events type stuff, that this is like, oh, this is like a parade staging ground. Like this is like where they have set up their stuff to go on acts and tomorrow they will be like forklifted onto the stage or whatever, whatever steampunk version of that device of whatever that is. Like you can see one in the corner of like a a steam-powered carriage loading device.
3: <laughs> awesome. Phantom, can you go and See if you can figure out
4: what this thing does.
2: Yes. Just give me a moment.
4: Would it be better to wait until phantoms not drink? Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, do you have a disadvantage on this? Like, <laughs>
2: I still do a guilty work, so I'm taking a disadvantage on it.
0: Uh, yeah, so you don't have any other moves, right? This is probably just an assess.
2: Would this not count as interdimensional science or interdimensional s- stuff? Yeah, but so what is that? Uh, because I have a scientific insight. You have achieved math. You have a field of science and technology. Name it. When you assess the situation and your field of study is directly relevant, you may ask a single follow-up question.
0: Yeah, you got that. Yeah, you can use that. Excellent.
2: Right, I will assess. Let's see if I do better with my superior. Uh, nine. What year can I use to figure out what it can do?
0: Yeah, I think that actually how you answer this question is not your knowledge of interdimensional tech, actually, and the fact that you are a thief. And I think that you are able to look around the room and see that there is actually someone has left kind of like a manifest, like a list of like the um the items in the room and that what this is called is on it. Um and uh at least what it is, maybe not what it is called, the, the presentation that it is a part of tomorrow. This is part of a presentation called The Future of Energy Beyond Steam Power. Uh and so you can put together that this is some kind of power generator. Huh. And actually near nearby is another another invention that is a part of it. And it seems like some some kind of folded up. Canvas and stuff, which from context clues, being a steampunk dimension, you can tell it's some sort of aircraft folded up.
2: Can I tell what it runs on? The uh generator?
0: Is this your follow up question?
2: It's, yes, I don't know. I mean, that's not one of the questions from a Situation, but.
4: Uh, yeah, I think follow up questions could be anything.
2: Yeah, then this is my follow up question. What is. Can I tell what this one's on?
0: Here is where your. Interdimensional scientific knowledge does come into play, and you can tell it's it's kind of it's some it's really weird. You only got this together after you read the manifest and saw that it was like something to do with energy, and you realized that it like it's some card, some sort of like energy dimensional energy siphoning device, and that it uses the entropy of other dimensions colliding together. To pull energy into itself to use for other applications.
2: This is this is fiance foxes. This is oh, this is what we're here for. How would someone from this dimension know, though, they, uh, about something like that? It, it wouldn't make any sense. No one here. No one here is aware of the existence of the multiverse, are they? have well, perhaps.
3: All right, so slow down, Phantom. You're you're talking as if we have part of the conversation that hasn't happened yet.
2: This this machine. It, it runs on interdimensional energy. It's siphoning that from, like, the in-between places in the, the most, you know, basic terms I can use to describe it for you all.
3: Is it dangerous? Like, is it sucking the energy out of another dimension that we don't know of?
2: It's it's more, of, it's using the energy of dimensions kind of colliding and bumping into each other. It, it, it's not necessarily dangerous. It's not taking energy from a specific dimension. It's taking it from kind of the places in between, I suppose. It's, it's difficult to explain.
3: Okay, can you boil it down to do I need to stab it?
2: No, I mean... Depending on who made it depends on how dangerous it could be, but I don't think necessarily as it is, it should be destroyed. But who owns it?
4: So we should just keep an eye out, right?
2: Yes. I mean, I'm just, to build something like this, to build something that can create, that can use that kind of energy, the person who was involved with it either had, you know, stumbled upon something they don't understand or can't quite con conceive of very luckily or this person is aware of the existence of the multiverse.
3: I mean, the the first one isn't outside the realm of possibility. It's what happened when people found out how to split the atom.
0: Okay, so this this makes sense for why it was so m- similar energy readings to the robots invading, right? So...
4: Hey, uh, Cy. Cypress. Yeah. Is there a way we can look at a log of which... Inventions in here are from who? Is, do we can we find like a manifest or anything?
2: Oh, I have one right here. <laughs> I have to close it up. <laughs> who 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 whose invention is this?
0: I think it's blank for this one.
2: God, <sighs> well, that's
1: that feels like an
4: oversight on whoever's in charge of this. So we need to keep an extra careful eye on it.
0: Yeah, I think that this this log that this person that is left here was like, this is like some intern's notes that they scribbled down for the event. It is not like an official thing. And so I think you, looking at it, realize there's some stuff missing. This is somebody's like checklist of like, okay, there's this presentation, this, 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 but it's not the person who is like announcing the stuff. And so there's stuff missing in it.
3: All right, so who wants to take bets that something is going to go terribly wrong and we're going to have to do superheroing tomorrow?
2: What are we betting?
3: I don't know. Pride?
4: <laughs> that is a likely scenario, which means we need to get some rest.
1: I think uh, Espanto has reverted to, to Martina and it's like... By a wall, soundly asleep, saying, like, on the floor.
3: <laughs> Special Agent Thermite, could you carry Spanto here to the inn that Cyprus mentioned earlier? And Quint is going to hand you, like, a fancy bracelet that should cover rooms for us. I'll take the, the first watch around here to make sure nothing too interesting happens.
4: Is Martina wearing a mask?
3: Did someone bring her mask?
1: I'm always like how does she I, I guess she keeps her clothes. Uh, so maybe?
0: I think you have it. You have it or or Junie had it with yeah, her. Yeah,
1: I think it's like on her head. Like like if it was
4: a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like a head.
0: Wearing it as if mm-hmm. it's a headband. Mm-hmm.
4: In that case, Thermite's going to go over, make sure that's On So that, you know, superhero mask rules apply (laughs) and like pull Espanto up into like a a fireman's carry.
1: I think Espanto like throws her arms around you, not even knowing what's happening and like nozzles against your shoulder.
4: All right. Easy now. We're going to get we're going to get you to a bed.
0: Mm, Bed. You really think you're okay to stay up all night, Quint?
3: I mean, if you want to take a watch later, you're more than welcome to. But I've got this for now.
2: I want to stay. I want to
0: examine this. You going to press the button, Charlie? Phantom, you going to press the button? I mean, I might be tempted to, but
2: you know.
3: You are drunk, so inhibitions are uh, lowered here.
2: I think Phantom's going to look at it for now, but we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: I I guess uh, with that, uh, we leave uh, Phantom and Quint in the warehouse and Junie goes off with Thermite and Espanto to the inn. I think in leaving, Cyprus is like, you know, they'll just reveal whose machine this is tomorrow at the presentations.
3: Yeah, but I'm more worried that, I don't know, some kind of giant elephant Cog work thing is going to come out and try to Absorb this or something
0: Hmm Okay well I'm going to get a night's rest It's been a long day Good luck Annie. leaves It would be a bad idea to press the button Right
4: You're the expert here phantom
2: So you're saying you wouldn't Stop me Quint walks away Uh, I don't even want to talk to Let's see. I'll just push the button then.
0: Are you pushing the button?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just pushing it out of spite now. Espanto,
0: you wake up. That weird feeling happens again.
1: Am I still in termite's arms?
4: Yeah, we're probably still on the way.
1: Uh, stop the feeling.
4: Oh, oh okay. F- um, it's back.
1: So- Something happened back there. It's back... Uh, I think she checked in and saying, "Hey, did y'all do
0: anything?" Yeah, I think we're not very far away. Uh, can you? S- I think you get close. You get. <laughs> what are you doing as this is happening? Are you just like looking at this thing as it's on?
2: Yes, I'm seeing what it does when I push.
3: Uh, Quint is just watching at this point. Uh see if something happens. We left the worst people
0: there. <laughs> the two of you see these see lights come on on the device. Um. That's all you see, really. It's it's vibrating a little bit. It's it's kind of making a big humming, thrumming sound, but it's it's not too weird, actually. But Espanto, you get to the doorway, and you see in, and you see- Ah!
4: What? I Espanto, what's wrong? G- ghost? Ghost! Did you turn the machine Did on? Did you
0: turn the machine on? From Espanto's perspective, we see purple wireframe ghosts that the audience recognizes as similar to Espanto, but also not the same shape as her. Come out of this machine, and the episode ends. (laughs) We just pushed the button.
3: Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Espanto, aka Laosa, aka Martina Bosquez, the Janus, is played by Fabi Garza. She can be found at, at Fabi Garza, or as a cast member of Idolon Playtest. Junie Mystic Harroway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at, at SpellboundMage, Mage, as direct impact on Splintered Vision on Protean City Comics or at twitch.tv slash runaway sorcery. Phantom, the brain, is played by Charlie. She can be found on Twitter as at magical Pride, or on her Podcasts at at prepodengage or at devoid of space. Quintessential Hero, the soldier, is played by me, Eric, who also edits this podcast. I can be found on Twitter as at primefactorx01. And my work can be heard on the shows Arcadia, California, and Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. Special Agent Thermite, the soldier, is played by Olivia. She can be found on Twitter at, at Livy Cottle, or heard on Breathing Space, Fading Frontiers. And our dimensional tour guide and showrunner is Lee. You can find him on Twitter as @TheLoveNames and as the showrunner producer for Arcadia, California, and Breathing Space, Fading Frontiers. We can all be found at our Discord server, found at discord.lovnames.com. Otherware is produced by LovNames Names Media. Our other projects can be found at LovNames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway, from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitog, on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only, and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side-effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast.
4: Next time, on Otherware.
2: You know, we, we don't need to fight. Your Honor, I
1: disagree. Objection.
4: Something very dangerous is happening here, and we're just trying to warn you about
2: it. Not on purpose. When it comes to technology, you can trust me.
1: I can't believe Phantom's being the voice of reason here.
3: So this head here is Espanto.
4: What the hell?
0: What are we going to do with it?
4: I'd rather do good in silence. Noted Special Agent Thermite.
0: Espanto, is that how your powers normally feel? Yeah, I think I would understand.
4: You have 60 seconds, Phantom.
0: Please don't do that. It's worth the risk!
4: Do you have a different plan, Senior Special Agent? Oh, that's adorable.
2: I mean, it's kind of YMO.
4: Can we push it and see
3: what happens?
2: I mean, it's possible.
3: I just want to tell you that this is probably dangerous.
1: What did
2: you do? Uh, Okay, I'll figure it out.